I am a sea of love. 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 You are a sea of love. You are a sea of love. We are a sea of love. We are a sea of love. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar and I have some announcements to share with you about what's going on in the Womb Centered Healing Temple this summer 2021. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you'd like to receive announcements in an email email form for each new um, podcast that comes out, as well as blogs, blog articles that are often related to the podcast topics, as well as upcoming courses and events, you can subscribe to the Womb Centered Healing Temple newsletter by visiting wombcenteredhealing.com. And I also encourage you, if you love this podcast, to please support it financially. You can subscribe financially through Anchor um, by making a, a, a monthly contribution of you know, a small contribution. They start at 99 cents, you know, <laughs> to really support this podcast and support the work that that I'm doing to make all of this wonderful information available to you and inspire you to think about the womb as the center of your universe. Once again, return to that womb of wisdom that resides within you. So if that feels like something you want to support financially, that's how you can do it. Um, Also, if you're interested in diving deeper into some of the topics and to really take a period of devotion in your life, devote some time and some energy in your life to deepening this practice of womb-centered living, I encourage you to take a look at the courses and workshops and particularly the Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship program that you can learn more about by visiting wombcenteredhealing.com and there's a button up at the top of the page that says Biomystical Womb Apprenticeship. You can go there and listen to um, some introductory videos and look at the details of the program and you don't have to do the whole 13-month program if you wanted to try out one of the eight phases in the program. Each phase is about a month long and I'm often sharing on the podcast and you know on these through the newsletter about the upcoming phases. So if you subscribe, then you'll start to get a sense of what the different phases are that are happening live 
throughout the year, um, but they're also available uh, in recorded form. So you can do any of them at any time throughout the year. Um, To just dive deeper and really devote some time to discovering and learning about and reinitiating yourself into the power of the womb. So don't hesitate to, to visit the website, wombcenteredhealing.com, and connect in that way. All right, that's all for now. Uh, enjoy the episode today. Thanks. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I have Erica with me today. Uh, Welcome, Erica. And we're coming on the podcast today to talk about um, some upcoming series of flower power, inner wear, story, and stitching circles. It's quite a mouthful of a name. (laughs) Uh, and we just gave ourselves full permission to say all the things in the title. Uh, you know, there's always this, um, you know, pressure to make a shorter title or have less words in the title. And we just couldn't, we just couldn't leave out any of the words in the title. <laughs> so we yes. gave ourselves full permission to have this title be descriptive. And so, um, and what we're also, uh, Wanting, I'm wanting to share today about the enchantress archetype and how much these practices that we're going to be sharing in these stitching circles and how much coming together even for stitching circles, um, you know, stitching symbolic imagery on our inner wear and even the idea of having inner wear that is um charged with intention against our bodies, helping us be aware of what's going on inside of ourselves more fully and and nourishing that through these practices. These are very much enchantress practices that that, Mm. um, the enchantress is, is all about empowering our inner wisdom, validating our inner wisdom, nourishing our inner wisdom to come forth expressing our soul purpose it's all about healing from the the societal programming and conditioning that taught us to disregard or dismiss our inner wisdom especially whatever would arise in our premenstrual phase or in our perimenopausal phase and and healing from the the dismissal of the the rites of passage and the preparatory, um, the kinds of preparations that that would be that are supportive for us to be connected with these important transitions, like starting menstruation and then mm-hmm. stopping menstruation, and those times before that transitional time, either each month preparing to start menstruating, uh, so that premenstrual phase, but also pre-menarche the the time period just before we start menstruating at all. And many of us, that time was neglected. Um, And then also preparing to stop menstruating. So these, these transitional times in are really important in our lives and are neglected, dismissed, not paid attention to. And there's a great deal of wisdom that comes forth in these times. And these types of practices, these 
embroidery practices are a great way to celebrate, to nurture and nourish and activate the potency of these times. So um, I'd love, uh, Erica, if you, you would share some of, the, some of your insights around all of this. And introduce yourself uh, too. Please share, um, because Erica is the is is my uh, I guess teacher around ceremonial sacred embroidery, and I'm so grateful for your teachings and your guidance in this practice. It's become really a wonderful practice in my life, so I'm super grateful. So please introduce yourself, how you got into this practice, and some of your insights and reflections on what I was sharing about. Well, yes, thank you, Sena, for, yeah, for having me here <laughs> for this uh, co-creative space with each other. We have been doing the co-creative circles for a few years now, and I always feel honored to share the space together with you and all the others who are coming to be on the thread together. Yeah, so I'm Erica Macy. I, I had the pleasure to be part of the 13 months biomystical uh, womb healing apprenticeship together with you. That's when we started to do our co-creative circles, stitching circles, and, and why stitching? And how did it come to me? Um, I didn't actually start stitching until 2017. It was four years ago, after reading some books coming from my ancestral lineage from Siberia. And uh, that's where it was described that um, young girls, they are already, um, who never lose the thread, which is symbolic for their life's purpose, the destiny, who already start um, to learn at a very young age how to embroider what is called destiny towel, called Ruschnik. And for some reason, since I read it, it just didn't leave me alone. <laughs> like I was dreaming about it. And it was something about this embroidery and especially this um, ritual, this sacred embroidery. Um, yeah, so here I was, I was starting to research um, and I contacted a Russian embroidery master in 2017. And that's where I started, how I call it, pick up the threads. She taught me um, during one week how to do um, this destiny towel. This is what I'm wearing here over my shoulder. It's actually a symbolic of a life tree with the lower world of our ancestral world, which give us um, uh, true symbolism, uh, those energies like from our ancestors. And then there's the middle world where we live now in this present life. And then there's the upper world um, with corresponding symbolism, a gods, goddesses, energies, which are here to support us to fulfill our destiny. So it's a very sacred process. And, and that really transformed my life <laughs> since 2017. And I didn't leave my thread ever since. And it continued by embroidering my shamanic dress, which is constantly being updated, like different symbolisms which are currently alive within me. Um, or when we are meeting in our co-creative teaching circles, we connect what is at this moment uh, alive, like um, in the re most recent circles, we did our moon underwear, moon belts, 
And uh, this underwear originated from that with uh, a lotus, which is strongly rooted in the mud, in the fertile soil. And then she receives like healthy sun from above. And then like um, during our sessions, like some runes have emerged and some certain energies. So I have also embroidered roots, runes, some runes or here, which looks like um, Panda? Yeah, Panda. It's also a rune, so Velo, which is like a sun rune. So all the symbolism, which then arrive, um, uh, emerge and arrive during the sessions, I weave them in. And it makes them sacred because then I'm really connected yeah, to the symbols or messages around me and weave them in and in that way it becomes sacred because I'm one with the unseen world and I feel connected. So that's how I like to do those circles. Thank you so much for, for sharing about that. And I think the term you were looking for was lightning. The lightning, thank you. Yes. Right, you were saying thunder and I couldn't quite understand what you were saying. And then I realized, oh, she's saying thunder. But the thing that we can see that corresponds to thunder is the lightning, the 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 electrical um, thing. So you have lightning on your underwear, powerful imagery, the sun, lightning, the lotus flower. So we're calling it underwear, but in the title of our upcoming stitching circles, we were calling it innerwear because most people think of underwear as panties, right? But we're also, um, inviting people to embroider um, tops that you would wear underneath, whether it's a bra or a camisole, um, to celebrate the breasts and other parts of the body that might be touched by this inner wear, we're calling it. And so, um, <clears throat> and the reason for that, we're the reason we're calling it inner wear is not just because we wear it inside or underneath our other clothing, um, but also because we are connecting with our inner realms. We're connecting with what's going on inside of us. And it, so this, this embroidery practice is not so much how it appears to others, which if we were to embroider our outerwear, we might be trying to share the imagery with others primarily. Um, but because we're embroidering our inner wear with this, it's really for ourselves, nourishing the symbology these and of these energies that come to us as wisdom messages in our meditations and in our connection with the spirit realm and our connection with our own inner wisdom. And so whatever healing process we're on, um, in uh, it can be um, we can stitch symbols around that our intentions into our innerwear and I'll just share a little story about my process with this um, I I love wearing these little shorts instead of panties for various reasons and um, my latest and you'll see there's still a needle in here because it's still in process. But this mm. symbol came to me in 
our recent stitching circle meditation that so yeah. it's a, a circle with a um a pentagram in it and then blue waves and so the the image that came to me in the meditation was about an upcoming back then it was upcoming i've since gone on this trip but it was an upcoming trip to the ocean to um, be with my husband and his mother and it also turned and where i really wanted to be in the pleasure of being at the ocean and i had this image of myself laying uh, laying on the sand and having the waves wash over me and mm -hmm. you know with my arms and legs outspread in that in that pentagram position and um that that itself physically didn't happen on our trip because the weather was nowhere near warm enough for that i was very surprised at the weather i thought we were going to southern california it was going to be warm we were i was going to be able to lay down and have the waves wash over me but but instead i had the waves wash over me in a different way and it was energetically so um mm -hmm. And it was so powerful, the very things that I was imagining, just the pleasure of being near the ocean and on the beach. Um, I did, uh, we did get into a protective spot, a protected spot on the beach at one point where we were protected from the quite cold or cool wind and in the sun by the dunes, you know, the sand dunes were protecting us. And um, I got to take a nap on the beach. So that was similar energy of that. And just mm -hmm. really um, planting the seed of slowing down and, and that the cleansing energy of the waves and the wind, you know, it came to me in the form of the wind and, and the sound of the waves um, was, was really powerful for me. And it really nourished some deep healing processes around my grandmother who had just recently passed and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so just this symbol on my shorts, uh, you know, I haven't finished it yet. So I haven't started wearing these shorts yet. And I, and I will and feel like that will help to bring these, these energies of um, the power of the ocean, the wisdom of the ocean, and that sense of being able to just relax and let that wisdom and power just flow over me and, and um mm -hmm and nourish me. And so that that's another example of some symbolism and, and every person that comes to these circles receives a different symbol. And sometimes actually there's some overlap, like the last circle, you know, you had some symbolism of, of diamonds and maybe you'll talk about that and share, show your, your inner wear for yeah. the upper body and share a little bit about your journey with that. But other people in the work in the in the circle also got this image of imagery of diamonds and and um, so that was an interesting parallel. Um, so maybe you have some things to share about that about what you've stitched because your camisole is also uh, something that that's really beautiful uh, in your healing process. Yeah, really love it. Love your sharing how. Um... Yeah, it demonstrates uh, the inner wear. <laughs> it's our inner messages, which are then alive within us, which we embroider. And whenever we wear them or whenever we, uh, we stitch, it's still work in progress, like with yours, like uh, the way you described it, it's really alive, you know? 
and, and you can really reference like how the healing waters and how energetically it, it was alive within you and yeah so that's what for me is sacred embroidery and for, uh, like you mentioned like my my kamusai that was my most recent work like oh you're wearing it <laughs> wearing it of course <laughs> uh, speaking about inner wear um this tells us the story of my healing journey with breast cancer since last December. And I experienced it of like turning demons into diamonds. Mm. So this is my metaphor, which um, became symbolic in that way. Like um, on the right hand side where my tumor is, my metastasis, um, I, I connect with the healing waters from Mother Earth like this mountain then i sense the water the healing waters up to the portal which looks like an mm it's my sun rune my soul purpose rune echwas uh, it looks like an m and i feel that feel into it that this is like a portal uh, where i'm sending the healing waters up to my heart center and and in that way turning the demons into diamonds mm. <laughs> and that's why i've embroidered it here so whenever i'm wearing it i'm really like in contact with this energy this healing inner alchemy uh, energy mm -hmm. um, and in that way i feel empowered because uh, literally i'm holding my own healing in, in my own hands and through this purposeful embroidery i'm weaving my fragmented parts into wholeness mm. so beautiful and and we talked about before we started and a little bit at the beginning here with the podcast we talked about how the enchantress energy is related to these practices and um i'll just share that you know this these these stitching practices and and especially when you were talking about your destiny towel or tapestry as as you might call it um that this st stitching your destiny is such a powerful way to connect with your soul purpose and with your purpose in life which is a big um thing with the enchantress archetype i feel like mm -hmm. many you know one thing that i keep talking about is that um when we are not connected to our soul purpose when the structures in our lives are not supporting us to fulfill our soul purpose when we feel unfulfilled around our soul purpose that's when we feel the strongest symptoms in the premenstrual and perimenopausal phase and oftentimes we get the first um if we're paying attention, if we're held, in, if we allow ourselves, if, if we're held in a ceremonial space, when we're, when we're coming into menarche, that's the time when we get the first sense of our soul purpose. And I loved what you were talking about with the destiny towel practice of how these young girls would be starting to 
embroider their destiny towel probably right around that time, right before they started menstruating or even sooner. And that they're connected and they're connecting, they're being taught to connect with their inner wisdom, their inner visions, their spirit mm -hmm. guidance that, you know, the, the divine guidance that they're receiving from within. And they're taught to yeah. weave that into their lives. And what a, what a beautiful ceremonial practice for any of these phases in our lives, you know, yeah. whether it's, you know, what a beautiful thing if we could start to um, or resume that practice let that practice spread of um, helping young young people be initiated into their own sense of their own soul purpose and destiny at such an early age and pick up that thread as you say and then also for uh, for us to pick up that thread wherever we're at and mm -hmm. listen to those enchantress wisdoms learn how to listen to the wisdom of of our premenstrual time, learn how to come into greater balance by um, whatever whatever support that we need for that, whether it's dietary changes, um, how to take better care of ourselves so that those wisdom messages of the enchantress can come through more clearly in that pre in each month, right before we menstruate, there's a natural mm -hmm. thinning of the veils and uh, an availability of this kind of symbolism and messages from the spirit realm that can come through. And I feel like this practice of embroidering symbolism into our clothing and then wearing it can keep us uh, in a sustained state of connection. Like you talked about how when you wear it, it's right there, it's alive on you, in you, and you can really feel that symbolism present. It's a, it's a wonderful reminder, as well as the process of stitching it itself, because it's not a quick thing, right? We're so used to you mm -hmm. know, things that, you know, put it in the, in the, in the fancy sewing machine, draw the picture, put it on the computer and the sewing machine yeah. does it for you. Okay, that's great, it's beautiful. But when we do it by hand, every stitch we can put our intention into and it might not look like the perfect image in our mind, but it may if we get good at it, you know? <laughs> but, but it's not about what it looks like. It's about that mm -hmm. intention that we put into every single stitch and then um, how it feels, the energy of that, how it feels against our body. And this is such a powerful enchantress um, practice. And then also, you know, for perimenopausal, and I know you talked about um, how this breast cancer journey is definitely connected to your enchantress and the perimenopausal phase for you and other other parts of the where the enchantress has touched your life and and what's yeah. coming through for you on that so i'd love to hear more about that yeah so speaking about the enchantress because i directly talk to my demons um, which are my um shadow parts like the tumor metastasis for example my tumor introduced itself as the obscurus the or the, the people who know the movie Harry Potter, or the fabulous beasts know that Obscurus stands for the suppressed magical powers. Mm. And uh, traveling with it now, and I'm uh, having this embracing approach that it's there for a reason. Uh, uh, so I was also starting to remember uh, that my mother wound, for, for example, that my mother coming from communist uh, Kazakhstan, it was quite common that um, 
the mother straight away after birth go working. So I was not breastfed and my mother was never there. <laughs> and then speaking about the enchantress phase, like our first menarche phase, like I suppressed it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was uh, playing professional tennis and that was not welcomed at all. Yeah, so I was hiding it, I was suppressing it, it was something bad. Yeah, so now to the chemotherapy, I don't have my moon cycles, but I see those perimenopause of going back to look, yeah, where I was not initiated in this uh, rite of passage. Like those girls who never lose their threads, they are in contact with their cycles. But I didn't experience it straight from birth on. Yeah, I was not breastfed. My mother was straight back to work. Like anything feminine was not at all passed on or initiated in my life. So I also see, especially the embroidery praxis is a great way, like you said, it's very slow. It opens the space of connecting what wants to be rewoven so for me, it's going back at the Minak phase. What would I have I liked as a girl? Yeah, to to have like had this enchantress Minash phase uh, fully alive within me. Uh, and so now when I consciously taken that into the space, it's a, it's a healing process. Mm. Then this missed missing um, spiritual creative part of me is coming back mm. yeah and um, I asked myself the question so how else does the enchantress was to express herself and it uh, feels very empowering because I found now a practice where I can literally weave those parts in mm. yeah and I'm giving myself that what I was not gi been given uh, and that's how it's very powerful for me, it's like the enchantress is like a snake, <laughs> which I then invite in, like how what does she wants to be like um, enchanted, truly enchanted. And then uh, I listen. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Oh my goodness, so many questions are coming up for me about this because I know, you know, I just have this sense of some listeners really being enchanted by what we're sharing about and yet going back to their lives and not having a way to prioritize these kinds of practices and make them important and have time for them with the busy lives that we're all sort of channeled into and, and indoctrinated into of, you know, just all the different things that are more important in our society than, you know, um, than allowing space for this enchantress energy. And, you know, that is a really powerful way to suppress the enchantress by making it so that we have to do all these things that aren't very enchanting in order to make enough money in order to be able to feed ourselves yeah 
or uh, to bring results like with me I, in communist culture it's what is being supported it's like the sports and being good in school and work 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 mm -hmm. yeah so how can the enchantments even develop there it's not possible yeah and so i just um am feeling i just had this sense of listeners like liking the idea but they're listening to this podcast in the car on the way to work and by the time they get home from work uh and there's no room for the enchantress at work they have to set all of that aside and by the time they get home from work they're exhausted and they just have to you know get some food in them and get some rest and get up the next day and do the same thing. And, <clears throat> and I'm just curious um, if you have, and, and, and you know, for me, the, and the insights I have to share about that is that I, you know, I made choices early on to, in my life to not build my life on that structure. Um, and, and it was partly because when I did have periods of time when I was working a nine to five job or things like that, I was miserable and I refused to live my life in misery. And I, <laughs> yeah. And, and so in my early twenties, I, and, and, you know, throughout my twenties and thirties, I continued to make choices where if I kept getting channeled into that that nine to five grind, which happened, you know, numerous times, I would end up in misery and finding myself at that same crossroads once again. Do I buckle up and continue the misery? Or do I say, no, thank you, and find a different way to live my life? And time mm -hmm. and again, I found a different way to live my life. And it's not easy. It's not rewarded to live your life in that other way. It's not rewarded financially. It's not rewarded in any of the ways that people are rewarded in our society to choose against that. And, and so that's a challenging choice to make, but it was very important to me that I didn't want to live Hello? that way. Uh, did you, were you, you were like frozen there for a little Okay, I'll just say all I was saying was that it was very clear to me. It's always been very clear that I didn't want to live my life that way. And I found other ways. And, I, and so I'm curious if if you have a similar experience, Erica, or if you've had times when you were living that life and, and made some choices to to change that that approach to living and what you might say to listeners who might be like, gosh, I want space to validate and empower my enchantress and to embroider symbols on my underwear, but how do I make that space? Well, it's ask your enchantress or like your muse. I also like to use the word the muse, uh, how she wants to be in, uh, enchanted and uh, and re it's uh, it's about commitment uh, to even do it like half an hour, one hour a day. Like for me, I make space for it because other people make space for meditation, for yoga. And for me, I, I make space for embroidery <laughs> at least half an hour a day. Yeah, sometimes it's longer. And it's about a commitment. And for me, I mean, I have become very, very ill 
which brings back also this karma of my ancestors where the women always had to work so hard. And it's this heaviness around the heart and the malnourishment, which I'm also learning the difficult way, but it automatically gives me space for nourishing myself, for self-love, to take it slow. And here I am facing <laughs> like such a disease, but the blessings from it is making space for the suppressed feminine magical powers. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it's again empowering because it's in my hands. I can weave myself in, I can connect with my enchantments, which automatically gives me like this um, lack, uh, lacking feminine energy and feminine power. And, but in that way, I feed it myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, uh, it's a matter of recommitting again and again, what is good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how do I feel nourished? And how is my cup full? Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing is to really communicate with uh, enchantments and find like um, a practice which suits both of you. And then it doesn't feel uh, like like a, a hard job. <laughs> it, it feels um, like a joyful practice to reconnect with her. Mm. like an agreement between both of you and not what the society likes you to do like working nine to five and bringing results uh, no it's a practice that you do with you with her like very mm. intimately and that's so that's so central to the empowerment of the enchantress is is reconnecting with what's important to me what's important to you on the inside uh, because yes it's important for all of us to have food to eat and a ho- home over our heads and be able to feed our families and like that but what's important at a deeper level what's the purpose of our lives what's our destiny about and reconnecting with that and self-fulfillment and prioritizing that yeah. um, and, and taking time to really sit with and reflect upon that. So all of those practices that you named, whether it's meditation or yoga, uh, for me, it's, you know, visionary dance practices, herbalism, you know, I have, I, my life is full of all of these practices. Um, because like I said, I, I was making those choices early on and, and many of us do make some choice or another, but find ourselves at a certain point of needing to be in a certain job or a certain place in order to, you know, you know meet our own <clears throat> financial and, and, you know, basic, basic needs of life, which of course we're going to, there's going to be some aspect of that. And we can make time for it. And especially with a practice like embroidering uh, symbolism on our underwear, we can take that, you know, half an hour here, half an hour there. And for me, I don't embroider a half an hour a day or an hour a day like Erica was talking about it, because I have all of these practices that I that I do. And some of them I do, you know, I, I, I cycle through. I'm kind of the kind of person that likes to have lots of different things so that when I feel like embroidering, I, I, you know, I'll create uh, stitching circles with Erica and embroider with Erica or when I feel like doing um, dance and visionary dance meditations, you know, I, I do that on my own and, and 
like that. That's more the lineage that's that's um, really central to my life. But I love to bring in these artistic enchantress things. We're going to be doing a um, a painting, a, a, a yoni painting, flower flower painting um, thing as well. And um, so what I'm trying to say is that these these innerwear garments with our symbolism, we can wear them wherever we are, whatever we're doing throughout the rest of our life. So it's a wonderful way to integrate this enchantress uh, intention, weaving, soul purpose awareness into other aspects of our life because you're wearing your symbolic stitched innerwear. And, mm. and you're feeling it in there and that that symbolism is living with you. So if you if you are in a job, uh, some kind of a job, you're bringing that enchantress energy in, in inside in your inner wear with you to your job. And perhaps that enchantress energy starts to um, transform your relationship to the job and, and and your relationship to your coworkers, your relationship to your family members and all of that. And so it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, I love this inner wear stitching practice because, you know, these outer ceremonial garments, like if you were going, do you wear your destiny towel, say when you go to the bank or take care of business in town or go shopping at the grocery store, or is it only for when you're in ceremonies? When I'm in ceremonies, right, and as well your 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 ceremonial dress as well. You only wear it at certain times, but yes. your underwear, your innerwear, you could wear it to the grocery store, and no one would know. And your your symbolism, your inner um, soul purpose awareness is there inside, underneath, supporting you all the time. That's why I love um, doing these that focus with the with the stitching circle because it's something we can have with us all the time and yeah. um, and really validate and prioritize the, those messages and that wisdom that we that we receive when we take the time to stitch right so it's an integrative practice so and then i want to speak a little bit about the flower power aspect of the title of our upcoming um workshop and our upcoming circle stitching circles and the storytelling aspect of it yes. um so the flower power is an aspect that um is so beautiful the the flowers um and i'll share my my roses here in the video um flowers yes, are so beautiful yes mm, and they smell so good too. The flowers are the nothing better than from your own garden. Yes, oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> so flowers are the life generative womb space of the plants, mm -hmm. and so there's an uh, easy association between fl flowers and our flower, our own womb space. We have a flower in our bodies as well. And it and when and when we connect with flowers, um, it helps our flower to have full permission to blossom and mm. be nourished by the beauty of the plant flowers. And so yeah. there's a, quite a beautiful relationship between um, plant flowers and our flower. So uh, we wanted to evoke the flower power and connecting with plants is very much an enchantress. 
um, practice as well and connecting with flowers. So we're bringing that in. And, mm. and also the storytelling um, is a wonderful way. And, and Erica has a wealth of, and I too have a wealth of sort of folktale stories, mythological stories, and even mm. our own per stories from our own personal life, like the story I told about going to the beach and, and, and all of that helps to, that storytelling helps to activate the symbolic aspects of our of our awareness and our and our brain and and a different way of of thinking about things and gets us yeah. unstuck from being limited to our logical thinking brain and helps us to get into the more symbolic emotional spiritual side of things and validate that and so when we take the time to tell stories listen to stories um, and it and it harkens back to ancient traditions of sitting around stitching and telling stories. And I'd love to hear, okay. I'd love to hear your experiences about that um, and your insights about the storytelling aspect and the flower power. If you have anything to share about that, yeah, like I said, for me, it's like stories are invitation to go inside <laughs> before the inner wear and putting it on the. Uh, on the garments, it's like going inside. I also like shamanic journeying. I'm in a one-year education with the Siberian shaman with whom I've been to Siberia in 2018. And for me, stories are just another way to go inside, to connect with our soul's language, which speaks in symbols. Yeah, it's not a logical linear way. It's like, it's an invitation yeah, to go like on a journey, <laughs> to become the main heroines <laughs> in our own life, in our own bodies, and how, oh, what is a life there. So that's why I like telling stories. I've got a YouTube channel with over 40 stories <laughs> of fairy tales there. And yeah, so that's why I like it. And like you said, that we women have not been writing so many books <laughs> yeah like uh, uh, like our indigenous um, elders but we were sitting in circles we were doing something with our hands we were we were telling stories that's how we have been holding the threads together that's the feminine way um, yeah and that's why i like the idea now that everything is blossoming <laughs> Um, that we come in a circle, tell stories, and uh, connect with our own soul symbols, soul language, and then start in a very slow manner. We will be meeting like over three times, but if you're interested, you can come to one or all three, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just an invitation to share the space with each other and to first go inside to connect with our inner metaphor symbols and then share and hold the threads together mm. beautiful and it's it's really delightful to come together and and share stories and stitching and all of that so i really want to warmly invite listeners to join us we'll i'll put the eventbrite link in the show notes, um, but the do you have the dates on the tip of your tongue of these upcoming three uh, stitching circles? The first one is definitely on the 18th. Of on June. The, 
on the 18th of June is the Friday. Uh -huh. 2021. 2021. 2021, yeah. Um, and the second one is then two weeks afterwards on the 2nd of July. And the times um, are uh, in Europe. I'm based in Europe and Germany, 7 till 8.30 in the evenings. And your time, 10 till 11.30. Uh, in Pacific time, it's 10 to 11.30. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. And then the last one then on the 16th of July. Okay. So we have three stitching circles coming up where you can get in touch with Flower Power, uh, where you can uh, begin a project of stitching um, your own Enchantress and um, flower power symbolism into your inner wear to wear with you wherever you go initiate your this process for yourself nourish your sense of your own self-purpose your own soul purpose and reconnect with your creativity and the the power of your creativity to have intentions and let them build and come to fruition in your life from your own center, your own connection with spirit, your own connection with your own soul. Um, so we invite you to join us for that and look for the the link below uh, in the in the show notes uh, to sign up. And um, yeah, that's about it. Anything else about it, Erica? Well, I just look forward to blossom <laughs> together. <laughs> with all the others who are going to join us. Because as we all know, everything in, in nature, it, it abounds. Yeah, mm. when we come and just shine our beautiful selves like flowers, then yeah, like the nature, like just in full blossoming. And I really look forward to that. Me the too. The more people come together, more women, the more beauty we can shine forth. Mm. I like oh. that. Me too. So nourishing, celebrating the, the blossoming forth together. All right. Well, that's all for now. And listeners know also that if you want to receive email um, announcements about future podcast episodes, the these kinds of workshops uh, from the Womb Centered Healing Temple, um, you can sign up. You can visit the website at wombcenteredhealing.com and sign up to to subscribe to the newsletter and will also be uh, you'll then receive um, emails about these upcoming workshops and future podcast episodes and things like that so um, yeah I hope to see you soon that's all for now take care until next time